Today we are here with Andy Likamualo, a serial entrepreneur who has become part of an initiative, How to Mentor a Boy Child. Andile, can you tell me who came up with the initiative and how did you get involved? So a friend of mine, Sidney Mbele, had this passion about, or maybe should I say a concern around boy children. So we, we live in a society where gender-based violence is very topical and very real. Uh, in fact, at this time, we are all watching news and hearing news of yet another attack on a young woman, you know, following another attack on a young woman only a few weeks ago. And here there's this view that um, a lot of this of, of these crimes are obviously perpetrated, all of them are pretty much perpetrated by men. But here it was of this view that it comes from somewhere. It comes from a lot of these boy children growing up in a society that essentially festers toxic masculin- masculinity. And uh, he, he was of the view that we, as other men and women, can play a role in providing some kind of a mentorship platform for these young men to help them make better life decisions so that they're not exposed or attracted to the kind of crimes that we are seeing in society. Otherwise, this kind of stuff is just going to persist. Um, so he came up with this idea of creating an organization where we essentially galvanize mostly professionals and entrepreneurs, but people you know, who've moved on in life and been relatively successful, quote-unquote, to mentor young boys that are living in townships and rural areas, basically in environments where they may not have too many role models that they can look up to, they can handhold them when they make life decisions. And the life decisions, of course, for a young person could be, do I smoke, do I not smoke? Do I drink, do I not drink? What time do I start dating? What time do I have sexual intercourse? Um, and, you know, how do I protect myself? But also, what career do I choose? Uh, what do I want to do in life? How do I get there? So it was about creating a platform where all these conversations can be had in a safe environment with, uh, with people that are mature enough to help guide these young people, the majority of whom may not have uh, that kind of role model in their lives. They may have parents, they may have uncles and aunts, but they may not have somebody that they can share this kind of stuff with. So a year or so ago, we set out to have a plan of action of how to do it. And uh, what we have now done is that we've uh, started a pilot with a school out in Soweto, and we've got just over 60 young people that are part of the program. They've been allocated mentors um, to mentor them for a period of time. And what we do is that we hold sessions where these young boys come out of their environments into a different environment where we literally teach them and inculcate in them what being a responsible man looks like, what healthy masculinity looks like. And what, what surprised you the most about this program? Um, you know, I've got to tell you, Larry, I, I grew up in a township, right? I grew up in Umlazi, and I thought I knew, or I thought at least I appreciated the pros and cons of living in a community like that, particularly the ills. Things have changed so much. The need is so much greater. The, these young people are pretty much left on their own in so many environments. So the first thing I'll tell you is that after the first session, I was blown away. I was literally blown away. I knew there was a problem. I thought I understood the extent of it. I didn't until I met those young men. And the problem is real and it's quite deep. So, and complicated because it, it doesn't know any boundaries. You know what I mean? It, it could be literally anything that this young man is dealing with at that stage of his life. And how at that point of your life, the rest of your life can be determined by how you react to that one decision in that one time in your life. That's the scary part. So if they don't have somebody to almost help them guide or help guide them, they could make the wrong decision at that stage of their lives. They could pretty much determine the majority of the rest of their adult life. So first, I was blown away. I underestimated the extent of the challenge. But now that it's here and we are here and we're trying to play our role, the big call is to have more and more mentors and to have more and more support, financial support, professional support, because a lot of them have to deal with a lot of psychological and emotional issues as well. So we're trying to galvanize as many people as possible to try and support this program because we think that society 
needs to help these young mm-hmm. boys because later on in life, without any interventions, we're going to read the headlines we're reading recently. What's the, the hardest part about being a mentor? Expectation. The hardest part is when you try to create rules and regulation and borders around mentoring somebody that young, but you can't ignore whatever, whatever it is that they're going through in their personal lives. And the question is, where do you stop? You know, where do you draw the line? To what extent are you over-involved or under-involved? Particularly if it's an emotional issue or an abuse issue or a family issue or anything of that sort. So it's not just career advice. You really are advising a young man who's making life decisions. Um, so the difficulty comes when, when that mentorship relationship gets quite involved and blurring the lines between being a mentor and perhaps being too close to the personal relationship. That's probably, I would say, the biggest d- difficulty I have found because you're human, yeah. hey, right? Somebody needs help, you want help. But, you know, how far do you go? And how has it, it changed you? Oh, man, it's um, one made me a lot more appreciative and, and grateful about the blessings that one enjoys because that's exactly that. They're just blessings. You're almost lucky to live the lives we live. It's taught me about how the majority of our people actually live. How the majority of our young people have to deal with things that are so complex. Uh, and in this digital age, remember when I was growing up, there's just certain things that I wasn't exposed to because I couldn't see them, right? I just didn't have the eyeballs, I didn't have the screen. And therefore my parents could protect a lot of what I could see or experience. So you expose a few things with gangsterism. Those are the biggest things back then. But now with these handsets and with the kind of information they can see and get and share, now that educates them subconsciously and consciously and therefore drives their behavior on how they treat women and treat other men. It's just taught me about how deep and complex the problem is. In fact, it's helped me appreciate that why so many people don't do anything about it. Because it's so hard, right? It's so hard and it, it draws you emotionally. So what's the easiest thing to do in that environment is just to check out, just like, don't be in it and live in a bubble and pretend like it's going to go away. And then, of course, we, we see Uyne and his headline and we all flabbergasted that it's happened. Well, actually, it comes from our own communities. And it comes from us not being active enough and not being involved in trying to address the social ills. Um, so it's made me an activist in a way. It's, it's made me a lot more active and a lot more appreciative of, of what I have and what I can do to help others. And what happens when a young man's life kind of turns around? Have you seen that already? Or was it too soon to say that it's still a work in progress? That's the crazy thing, Larry. You know, we had one session, then we had another session a few months later. So, so when I say the session, they come in and we go through three quarters of a day of content. We bring speakers to talk about different things. We bring ladies that help them appreciate how to treat a woman. We talk, bring guys who talk, talk to them about a particular career. We bring different speakers that help them workshop on different topics. I didn't expect as big a change as my colleagues were telling me they've also experienced when the guys came for the second session. They walk differently, speak differently, they're smiling. They just have a different vibe about them. And that's the second session. I don't know, and I hope, that by the time the the initiative is done, we have a more well-rounded young man, or even if it's not perfect, but at least we've given them stuff to think about. We've shown him that there's another way. Now, if we can do that nationally at a much bigger scale, which is what we're hoping for, then maybe we can start moving the needle on GBV. That was Andile Kamalo um, speaking about his, his initiative he's a part of, How to Mentor a Boy Child. Thank you, Andile. Thank you, man.